The San Diego Padres have parted ways with Andy Green, the team's manager. He was fired Saturday morning, which was two years before his contract was going to expire. During his four years, the team's record was 247 to 366. There's just one more week of regular season play, and the Padres aren't making it to the postseason. For the San Diego Union-Tribune, I'm Daniel Wheaton, and this is your San Diego News Fix. Jay Posner, you're the sports editor for the Union Tribune, and we had a busy weekend with the Padres firing of Andy Green. Let's start with the beginning. What are the key reasons why he was let go? Uh, Losing record for four straight seasons, I guess, would be part of it, although uh, he wasn't given a whole lot to work with in most of those seasons. Mm -hmm. Um, I think more came down to the idea that the Padres feel like next year they need to sort of take that next step and, and start competing and contending for uh, the postseason. And they just didn't feel like Andy Green was the guy to take him to that next level. Uh, there was, as Kevin Acey wrote, and for us, there were some apparently some issues in terms of communication and that sort of thing. But I think the bottom line is they just felt like we need somebody else to get us going and get us to where we want to be. We don't feel like he's the right guy, so let's just move on. Mm-hmm. And he was here for four years, as you said. Right. What were the expectations when he first got hired, and kind of how did he not meet those goals? Well, I, I don't think the expectations had too much to do with winning, at mm-hmm. least in the beginning. I mean, they were in the process of tearing down uh, a team that had been built up with great expectation in 2015. It all fell apart. They decided they were going to go on this rebuild sort of push for 2019, which then got pushed back to 2020. I do think expectations were higher this year. They had signed Eric Hosmer a year ago for $144 million guaranteed. They guaranteed Manny Machado $300 million this year. And I think getting off to a fairly good start this year at 45 and 45 through the first half sort of mm-hmm. kept those expectations up. And then, like I said, things just didn't, uh, didn't work out in the second part of the year. And I also think that there were these issues I mentioned in terms of communication with the front office um, that maybe they felt like weren't going in the direction that they felt they should be going. Mm -hmm. And for the people that don't really follow the ins and outs of sports, what exactly was Andy Green's role and like responsibilities? Well, I mean, the manager ostensibly is responsible for everything that happens with the team in the dugout, on the field, in the clubhouse, that sort of thing. I think a lot of modern baseball teams, including the Padres, uh, the front office is very involved in that. I mean, Andy Green didn't come in the clubhouse every day and just make out the lineup on his own. Mm -hmm. He had help from the front office in terms of here's the kind of thing that we need. But he was responsible for, like I said, running the clubhouse, running running games, making decisions about uh, in in games. You know, in terms of pitching. Uh, pinch hitting, strategy, all that sort of thing. So when this happened on Saturday, what was the initial reaction from fans? Mostly glee. Uh, I think fans had fans regularly sort of need someone to blame. I think coaches and managers are easy scapegoats, sometimes fairly, sometimes unfairly. Uh, the thing is, in this particular case, I think Probably most of the reasons that Andy Green was let go had nothing to do 
with a lot of the reasons why fans didn't like him. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think fans felt like, hey, this guy hasn't won. We need to move on to somebody else. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I think the Padres are going to be better next year, regardless of who manages them. I mean, you or I could be out there, and they would probably be better because I think they're going to have they have some better players already, and they'll mm-hmm. get more. Um, but I, I think fans just felt like they wanted a, a fresh face. Mm-hmm. And certainly that these kind of moves gives fans like that scapegoat to kind of blame. But it still kind of begs the question, what are the biggest things that are holding the Padres back? They need better players, <laughs> uh, I, I think, is the easiest answer mm-hmm. to that. Uh, they have this farm system that's very highly regarded. I think a lot of people in the organization feel like that they should be better than they are this year whether that's on the manager or it's on the players, I guess is open to debate. Um, I, I think going forward, they'll make some improvements. They need a veteran pitcher. Uh, you know, we have a story going that just went online today. It will be in the, uh, online the rest of the day and in the paper on Tuesday about sort of what the Padres need to do with their roster. We'll be addressing that a lot more in the coming days mm-hmm. in terms of where the holes on this roster are. Because there there are more holes right now than there probably, the Padres probably thought there would be if we had had this conversation six months ago. Mm-hmm. And uh, prior to the firing, kind of in the past several weeks, were there kind of warning signs or like points of tension between Andy Green and others? I don't know about points of tension, but there were definitely warning signs that they had kind of reached the end of the line uh, with this. Uh, Kevin had hinted at that in a couple stories. He and I had talked about it on our uh, Hot Lava podcast, mm-hmm. which we do a couple times a week. So I, I think there were signs that it was coming. I know he first wrote uh, a couple months ago that his job could be in jeopardy, depending on what happened. So he was he was definitely hearing things. So needless to say, when the news finally broke, the sports desk wasn't exactly surprised then, right? No, I, I don't know that we thought it was going to happen on Saturday. Uh, I, selfishly speaking, I, I thought maybe and hoped that maybe it would be today, mm-hmm. which is already a work day, yeah. <laughs> as opposed to adding uh, adding another one. But uh, I, I wasn't. it certainly wasn't like, oh my gosh, I can't believe that happened. It was more just maybe the timing and I think Friday night, they, they played a really poor game Friday night, mm-hmm. and I wouldn't be surprised if that maybe accelerated the timing by a couple days. Certainly. And looking back at this entire season, what are kind of the biggest narratives that emerged? It seems like there was a lot of hope in the first half of the season, and then it just kind of fizzled out. I, I think that's true. I think a little bit of the hope was, uh, was maybe misplaced a bit. I, I think, to me, this team never really on paper looked like it could be much better than about a 500 team, Mm -hmm. which isn't going to get you to the playoffs anyway. Uh, They had a stretch in the second half where they dropped a few games below 500, and once they fell out of contention, I think they felt like it was a good time to maybe try some things out. Um, I I think they should have been a little bit better this year. It feels like should have won a few more games than they're going to end up winning, Mm -hmm. but I, I don't think I think anyone who felt like this team had a chance to go to the postseason was probably a little bit off base. That it was now next year. I think that's a legitimate expectation to have, just because the Padres have talked for many years now. Look, we have this window coming up where we're going to contend. Mm-hmm. And originally, I think they said it was going to start in 2019. It's been pushed back to 2020. But I think I think everybody has the 
uh, sort of the right next year to say, all right, this is the year you guys said you were going to contend. Let's see what you have. Mm-hmm. And with the investment in all of these kind of high-profile players, you would hope at some point the money would pay off. Right. And and they're going to have to, I, I would think, invest now, obviously, in a manager. I, I don't think Andy Green's salary was terribly high, a million or two a year. I think they owed him for two years uh, on that. I mean, in the standard of this business, that's nothing. Mm-hmm. But I think a new manager could could expect, depending on the name that they get, somewhere between you know five and eight million dollars a year um, to to make the investment there and and try to get somebody in here to sort of you know push these guys to uh, to another level. Mm-hmm. And I guess what's the general time frame for replacing someone like this? You know, generally, I would say a month, five weeks. Mm-hmm. I, I think there's an there's a chance, depending on what happens. I mean, I. You know, one name that's been talked about is a familiar name to people here, and uh, Bruce Bochy, who was the manager here for several years and then left after the 2006 season, um, basically was given permission to leave, which is kind of like saying you should leave. Yeah. <laughs> um, so he went to San Francisco and, then of course, won three World Series. There are hints that maybe he would want to come back. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if I, uh, how realistic that is, but I could see where you know, when the giant season ends at the end of this week, they could get in touch with him. And if, and if they were to talk and they were to like what they heard from him and he were to like what they heard, what he heard from the Padres, they could say, okay, you're our guy mm-hmm. and it could happen quickly. But barring that, I, I would expect this to, to go on for a few weeks. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. That I don't think it's, like I said, that it's a big surprise. I think sometimes it just comes down to, you, you got to make a change mm-hmm. for change's sake and this feels a lot like like that, with some underlying reasons as well. Certainly. Jay Posner, thank you so much. Thank you. In other Padres news, Will Myers fainted at a charity event Saturday night, but now he's back on his feet. He was at a fundraiser for epilepsy research hosted by another Padres player when Myers fainted. A team official said the cause of Myers' episode was dehydration. The 28-year-old Myers started at first base and moved to left field during the team's 6-4 extra innings victory over the Diamondbacks on Sunday. Thanks for listening to the San Diego News Fix, which goes live weekdays at 5 p.m. You can also listen to Hot Lava, our Padres podcast. Union Tribune sports editor Jay Posner and baseball beat writer Kevin Acey talk about the team's ups and downs, comings, and goings. Look for it on your podcast app or go to uniontrip.com slash hotlava. Until next time.